Hello and welcome back to the Premier League Projects. In this episode, we've sort of done a Man United chat that has just gone live. Now we're going to do an Arsenal chat. It's not going to be as long, it's going to be a bit of a shorter episode. We're aiming for about like 15 minutes or so. But yeah, we're going to discuss the most recent news, which is about um, a potential takeover from um, by Daniel Ek of Arsenal, taking the Cronkies out of charge, which I'm sure would be great relief to a lot of Arsenal fans. Anyway, to join me in this little deep dive, we've got um, Mark. How are you, Mark? Not too bad, thanks. Thanks for having me on again. Are no you, worries. Are you, all right? are you doing well on this uh, fine Tuesday morning? Oh, never been better. It's the afternoon, not the morning, but we'll, we'll, we'll work with it. Um, yeah. No, I'm, yeah, I'm not bad. Um, what, what did you, what do you think about this, this uh, takeover? Well, I think it's the right, um, the right move for uh, for a lot of Arsenal fans. I think Cronky's um, done his time at Arsenal now. I think, well, I think he's long overstepped it. In fact. I think the minute he walked in, there was already concerns about it. So um, it's good. I mean, Arsenal are like, like we've just discussed, they're the third biggest club in the country. It's about time that they have owners that care and push them back up to where they belong, because they belong in the Champions League, playing season after season. And at yeah. the minute, they're not even going to get close to the Europa League, let alone the Champions League. I think, as we speak and record this podcast, they're in tenth. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And they're not really in an in any um scenario where they can get and break into that top six and that's far gone now so it's only the Europa League they're dependent on which should never be the case so if this um, Daniel Ek does come in and um, they do manage to to um, get Kronke out I think it'll be really really positive news for Arsenal Yeah and you you did mention that that sort of everyone knows this anyway but there's the top three clubs in there in the country and I actually think there's quite a big gap until you get to the fourth so like Man City um, Chelsea uh, not Arsenal Spurs they're, they're a long way off Arsenal, but they're, they're yeah. nowhere near them top three. Are they? They're sort Arsenal of Arsenal is one of the few institutions in British football. I think there's only four. I think the only, possibly five. The only institutions are Manchester United, Liverpool, Arsenal, Celtic, and Rangers. I think they're the only. And when I say institution, I sort of mean like where to the point where it's not even a football club anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, no. it's bigger than that. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. The, what I did like about Daniel, like, I think it's quite a smart move from him to get sort of. Uh, Thierry Henry, um, Patrick Vieira, and uh, Burkamp on board. I think that was got kind of quite a shrewd sort of bit of business with that. What, yeah. And it, it does it does definitely suggest they are because it's not better than for a football club to have um, to bring people like that your legends on board. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think as well with the um, with with those um, players coming on board I think it, it will just add a bit more know-how to the to the takeover like if they do get positions in in um, high up in the football club I know they've currently got um, a few if, I mean Gazida's la- left a few seasons ago he was one of the toxic members of the football oh, club he's, he's vile isn't he yeah he, and, and as you saw with, with AC Milan he's been pushing for that Super League but there's a few there's a few people in that Arsenal board that just aren't up to the job and I think if Bergkamp or Vieira or Henri got any of those sort of roles I think that would be a terrific um, achievement not achievement but it would be a terrific um, sort of sign if you like for Arsenal I think what it is as well if he goes in with M3 like even if even if he was a sort of traditional billionaire where he just goes in and runs it for money like a lot of them do they, they won't they won't be on board with that and they won't let it happen yeah which is why which does make you think, and as well, I mean, you, you don't, you can't only question this, but he has come out and said that he is a Arsenal fan, and there's nothing yeah. to say that's not true, you know. Also, I'll read out a quick quote that I saw on, on my timeline on Twitter this morning. 
which I I thought was really really refreshing to read. Um, it said it was by um, Kava Solico who works on Sky Sports. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but he's got a really good Twitter uh, following account. He said um, Daniel Ek, uh, Daniel Ek is said to be an Arsenal obsessive who even watches live games on his laptop during Spotify board meetings. He watches every Arsenal game and has been tired being Emirates many, many a time. I mean, that's it's the sort of guy you want running a football club. Yeah, that, that, is, that is so refreshing to see. It really is. So if they can get him on board, I think he, he would put money into that club because he, he lives and breathes Arsenal, doesn't he? Is there a situation as well, though, where Daniel X sees this an opportunity where he can get it sort of on the cheap? Because... If, if he gets everyone, say, say he wants, say, obviously he's come in and said he wants it or whatever. If um, all the Arsenal fans think, right, if he wants it, right, let's let's force the Cronkies out. And then because they force him out, they have to then sell it cheaper and he gets it a bit cheaper. So yeah, is, well, I mean, he's a businessman at the end of the day. Like, if you get all yeah. the fans on side with you and say, we want Ek, we don't want Cronky. Yeah, but I think Cronky, he's, he's not stupid, is he? He's, he's going to want maximum, um, he's going to want top dollar for Arsenal. The oh. maximum he can get. Well, so, didn't you um, buy it for about a billion? Yeah, I mean, Arsenal's valuation, I think, is near two billion. I'm pretty sure. This is one, obviously, one of the more valuable clubs in world football. In fact, let me just quickly double check that Arsenal value, just to get a rough I know, estimate. I know they were, they were um, analysing, not analysing, sort of putting forward a bid of one point eight billion, weren't they? Yeah, uh, apparently, according to Forbes, they're worth just over two billion, with annual revenues of three hundred nine million. And Daniel X's net worth is three point one billion. So obviously he'd be what, putting what in it? most of his money into it. Yeah, well he's interested about Daniel X though. Like you'd expect he's the he's the owner of Spotify, that's what he does. He yeah. only actually owns nine percent of Spotify though. I think it was eighteen percent, wasn't it? I, I, I read nine percent, but I mean I could be wrong. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure it's eighteen percent. But yeah. either or it's not like you'd expect sort of sixty, seventy percent, wouldn't you really? I mean yeah, but when you think of how much money Spotify get each year, I mean, if he's getting sort of only ten percent of the revenue, he's still becoming, you know, one of the richest men in the world. Um, I mean, he's not not to say that he's going to be closing in on um, anyone like uh, what's his name, Elon Musk or anything like that. Jeff yeah, not not those sort of figures I'm talking about, but for a Swedish businessman to get that sort of income. Um, he can have more than enough money for for Arsenal Football Club, and I think I think Stan Kroenke's net worth is um, let me get it up. Is it about is eight? Uh, is it actually eight billion? I thought it was less than that. That's dollars, so it's about it's about six billion pounds. Um, yeah, a bit more. Yeah, but yeah, the thing about um, Daniel Ek is that he, like we say, he loves Arsenal Football Club. He's got no. Um, attachments and strings attached to anywhere else like Stan Kroenke does. I mean, he was, you can tell he's focused on his other businesses in America. I think he's the owner of, um, is it an NFL club? They usually are. I, I, I don't, I don't um, confess to know a lot about Stan Kroenke, to be honest. But. I could, could, could be getting it mixed up, but either way, he's got other interests in, um, in America. I think he just, from what I've heard, a lot of his time spent on a ranch. He didn't actually take well, any that's interest. The thing in the as well, it's actually run by Josh Cronk, isn't it? His son. Yeah. It's, yeah it's, it is. Stan Cronky doesn't actually do any. It's nothing to do with it. It's all. It's all run by Josh Cronk, his, his son. Yeah. So if he is to take over, then if Daniel, what 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 position does Arteta? Is, what's he left in? I think it depends on his the last few games of the season. What he's in the Europa League. 
Yeah, well, yeah, 100%. But not just that. Can I just quickly say before we go on to that chat? Yeah, of course. If there's any fans out there that sort of not wanting takeovers of clubs, like grow up a bit, like it's ridiculous. We want we want good people in football. We don't want people who are in it for the money. I don't care if you support Spurs. I don't care if you support Man United. Arsenal, no matter who you support, you should want Arsenal to have good owners. There's all this thing about, oh, yeah, I'm happy that they've got Stan Kroenke because they don't spend any money. It makes keeps Arsenal sort of down there. Like, give it a rest. Like, it's not needed. Like, you, re- we don't want we don't want anyone. We want it to be sort of football, not just Arsenal fans wanting Stan Kroenke out, but football fans in general working together to get to get these owners out. I think. Yeah, Same I with the Glazers at Man United. As much as I don't want Man United to succeed in any way, and I, and obviously I can see that if the Glazers leave, there's more chance that they will succeed. I still want the Glazers to leave because it, we don't want people like that in football. That is that's the bit and the main thing I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm quickly on Stan Kroenke as well. He, he he has got all the strings attached elsewhere. He's the owner of the uh, LA Rams, the NFL side. He's also got his finger in a pie in uh, the NBA team with Denver and NHL. I mean, he, he's literally got so many fingers in so many different pies. You just don't need that as an owner. I think it's it's good. You look at all the the top um, people in in this country that that obviously like Leicester's owners. They're not. They don't have any strings. Well, you can only be at one place at once, can't you? Exactly. I mean, we own, they own a different club in Belgium, but you've just got. I don't think this is, when you look at a big club like Arsenal, most of your interest and most of your focus needs to be on them. And I just don't think he cares about them. Like, no, but it's Daniel, like, that's his sole focus, isn't it? Josh Kroenke runs the club. That's what. That's yeah. But even he doesn't attend a lot. Like, it's not. They don't come to see the team a lot at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, have you seen his ranch as well? Just quickly on it. I mean, it's just absolutely insane. Is is he bought it for five hundred million? It's the largest in the USA, and it's actually bigger than New York and LA combined. Like it's, 30, it's well over thirty thousand acres. It's huge. It's in Texas. Yeah, it's bigger than LA and, and New York. Well, and that's where he lives, just on his own. That's like, where he lives. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. It's five hundred thirty thousand, five hundred thirty-five thousand acres. Oh I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I mean, fair enough. But. Yeah, well, I don't, I, don't, I don't know anything about, yeah, as I said, I don't know anything about Stan Kroenke, but from what, yeah. what, from what he's done to Arsenal, I, I, can't, I can't say I rate the guy in any way, to be honest. But, um, oh, he's a, he's a parasite, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's probably a fair, fair reflection, to be honest. Anyway, going on to your question about where they need to um, improve, I mean, to be honest, where do they not need to improve is, is the main question. But if you're on about spots where the the most needed, I guess, that's a bad way of saying it, but you know what I mean. Right back, centre back, probably centre midfield. I'd well, I th- yeah, and I think the the midfield needs a complete new revamp. I, I I honestly think in that whole team, there's probably four players, maybe even three players that retain their place, like in an ideal scenario where they're challenging for Europe again. And I think the, the only three players I keep in that side are Gabriel, Tierney, Thomas Partey, and then. Probably one of the youngsters like Saka or, or Smith Rowe. Oh, he's not good enough, Leno. Yeah. I, I, I don't think he's even in the top ten keeps in the league. I, I think he's good enough. I just think he's going through a rough patch. To no, be honest, I don't think he is. There's been lots of times when I've seen him play where he's had to make world class save after world class save because the Arsenal defence is that bad. I think the Arsenal fans are growing frustrated with him though. He is going to have to start to change his fortunes. Around oh, hundred percent. But it's very hard on a team that. They're not doing particularly well as it is. Yeah, I think Aubameyang as well. He might need to be moved on because the money he's on um, and the the contribution that he's given at the minute is just not good enough. 
He's not a captain either. This is mean they make they make the poor decisions all the time. Like that that wasn't a good decision, was it? Keeping Aubameyang. No, no. It, hindsight is a wonderful thing though, because if they'd have lost him in the summer and they were they are where they are now, everyone would have been going. Well, if he had Aubameyang, they'd have been on twenty goals at this point and blah blah blah. Yeah. blah. So, I mean, the thing with Arsenal though is that there is players to build around. Saka is one. If they can get Odegaard, which they probably Arsenal, will, considering, yeah, I think they'll sign Odegaard on a permanent, given Real Madrid's financial position. There is place to build around. They just need to sort. It's the main area of concern for me is the midfield and the defence. It's just nowhere near up to the level it should be. Nowhere near. They've been linked with people like Hakimi, haven't they? I think would be be helpful. I think they've been linked with that um, Joachim Anderson at Fulham. I mean, he's had a brilliant season. He's not that. He's not the level they need, though, is he? No, is he a top four centre half? Probably not, and that's where they're striving for. So. Like he's I, sort of I do rate him. I do rate Anderson. I, oh I, no, he's, he's, he's definitely. I'd have him at Leicester. I'd have him at Leicester. I think he's brilliant, but I just don't think he's quite ready yet to sort of be that main well, man. It's not just that. They need a centre half that sort of comes in and he he's the man. You know what I mean? Because Gabriel needs. I mean. a bit they need someone to have the impact that sort of a Van Dyke did or a, a Diaz did. They need someone of that ilk, and they, there's no reason why they can't. Because they're Arsenal football club for goodness' sake, and they need you to act like a big then. club. Someone like Varane, Koulibaly, people like that. Oh, I think someone like Kunde is realistic for Arsenal. But Kunde isn't. He's a young kid as well, isn't he? He's not. And he's he's not. He, he's a top centre half, though. He is. He, he is. He is. But there's a few though, isn't there? There's Kunde. There's um, Canate gone to Liverpool. Uh, Upman Carlo has gone. Um, there's a few in in Germany. I can't remember their names. Um, is it Mukele? <laughs> it's not ideal. No, Muk- not Mukele. Um, I think it might be yeah, and there's a Frankfurt centre-half as well. Um, there's a few targets they could probably go for. Obviously, he's taking that's a gamble on all Tap Sober as well, isn't there? Um, tap Sober, yeah, yeah. Um, and even in Serie A, you could look at Demerel at Juventus, who's, I think, a brilliant centre-half. Really, really good. Um, he's a young, he's a young lad as well. I think Juventus need to raise funds, so he could be one that, that might go. Um, I mean, we're linked with him heavily. Well, and have I think more someone they need a proper world-class centre-half, like a... Like Demiral, he seems like the sort of Yakim Anderson sort of level to me. No, no, they're not going to be able to get someone that's world class. They'll be able to get someone they can develop, and I think Demiral will be one, one, one of those sort of players. You why not like buy a call by call about by the bullet at fifty million for him for a few years and get? You know what I mean? He's, yeah, they could change be, everything. Yeah. Cool about it. I mean, it's just how much money they're going to be given in the summer as well. If this takeover doesn't happen, Cronky's not going to give them hundred plus million to spend, is it? No, not you. They'd have to raise funds. They'd have to raise. I think the only way they can raise funds as well is just getting rid of the dead wood. Like El Nenny, he's not good enough. Bellerin's not good enough. They've Don't got a lot of players that they've that are not good enough, aren't they? For Arsenal, they've got. They've still got lots of dead wood. I think. I mean, I don't know how Callum Chambers is still at the football. I know he, he was decent against West Ham and had a good good few games, but he's nowhere near the level of Arsenal. No, keeping him on the board, you're never going to be. Because the thing is, they've got to catch up. It's not like they're ahead already and they're yeah. you know, trying to catch up here. I mean, it's not often like that an Arsenal... Murray, not good enough. It's not often that at Arsenal Football Club, you've probably got... I think they've got one England international and that's a young lad, Saka. No, they've got... Some... Be... Oh, yeah, I suppose he's not really yet. Yeah, he's not really... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not... Then Arsenal have always had the best English footballers and they, they, like, they don't have that at the minute. Even like... But even you look at like the Willian transfer in the summer, what are you thinking? <laughs> oh, no. 
I just can't. I, I, he might have. He might have done. To be honest, a lot of a lot of Arsenal fans were happy with their recruitment, though, weren't they? They just needed that UR, that box to box midfielder that they didn't get. That was a big, big miss. Big miss. Yeah, no, hundred percent. But the yeah, they, this they struggle massively because even like Tierney, as good as he is, he, he can't stay fit, can he? No. Which so you almost need a backup left back for him, and then that's not a, a, a sort of insult at Tierney because I think on his day he can be one of the best, if not the best in the league. To be honest, I think. I mean, that... we're listing off so many positions. You can already see it. it's going to have to be a rebuild process over the no, space of five so, years. Yeah, I mean, is, Arsenal were next year, is it? It's not... No, no, I don't think Arsenal will ever finish top four until possibly looking at five, six years. It really you say that, but you look at what's happened to Liverpool, like where they've gone. Like, it took about four years for Klopp to turn that whole shit round, didn't it? I know, but look at their actual starting eleven that Arsenal have right now. It's it's going to need major investment, which Liverpool did get. And yeah, Arsenal, but they also sold Arsenal, like Coutinho for like 150 million. But Arsenal aren't going to get that major investment unless this Daniel Ek comes in. It is really dependent on the on the ownership of the football club. Like they could have, this, what they should have done is sold people like Aubameyang in the summer for like 50 million or whatever. Yeah. Honestly, he'd gone on a freight. Would he gone on a freight? Yeah, I think he would have gone on a free. Or anyway, he possibly would have had a year left. Yeah. Well, they, they they constantly mess it up. Yeah. It's because the reason people can't understand this is because it's not just on the football pitch that um, these owners don't invest. They don't have good backroom stuff either. So that's why they always go for the cheap option every time. So you end up then yeah. making bad decisions. Like Man City make brilliant financial decisions because they've got the best in class throughout the whole yeah. club. Man, the reason Man United don't do, make good decisions and give like Phil Jones five-year contracts and stuff is because they don't have the best in class. Yeah. Run the club. I agree. Like, it, yeah. Anyway, is there anything more you want to add or should we just a little quick episode this, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, just finally, I'm just, just interested on... I know I briefly mentioned it earlier, but I also... I'm not convinced on Arteta anymore. I'm really not. And I think they've missed out on Hansi Flick. They've missed out on Nagelsmann. Hansi Flick wanted to go to Thingy though, didn't he? Like he was, he was dead set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose you're right. He could have got that anywhere near. Yeah, I suppose you're right. But I think my point is that if if they realise at the end of the season that Arteta Arteta isn't the man, I think they've missed the boat on a lot of these top coaches. I think the only one left is someone like a Marco Rose. In uh, in the Bundesliga, but it, it, I don't know. I, I think they're really in a, a difficult situation because if Arteta isn't the man, and if he doesn't do get the get the Europa League football, and they sack him. Who are they going to appoint? There's not many managers there. There's people like Allegri in there that's still out there. Yeah, I don't think he's he's up to the level. I think he's another sort of like Maurizio Sarri appointment along those sort of. I mean, I know they play different football, but Conte was. It's just, it's pragmatic football and I know you're not a fan of that and I think Allegri brings pragmatic football and does it even work in the Premier League anymore? I don't know. How about someone like, I know you're going to hate this and you know what I'm going to say when I said that. Yeah. Brendan Rodgers. I know, I know you're going to disagree with what I'm saying but but just trust me on this one. He, he honestly won't trust move me, to Arsenal. Trust me, trust me. It, 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 there's no way he moves to Arsenal right now. Maybe in a few years, but this summer, no chance. He's got Champions League. Likely, I know you don't think we'll get it, but there's 
pretty likely that we'll get Champions League football. He, he, he didn't want to manage Leicester in the Champions League. There's no way in God's green earth that he goes to Arsenal this summer. No way. No, but do you, he does Arteta, he gets another year, doesn't he? I mean, finishing 10th and not winning the Europa League, if what that did you, happen. What did you see in Arteta before that you don't see now? I don't, like I don't rate him. I think he, he is going to be a good football manager. Has the Arsenal job come too soon? Maybe. And and if he's not going to be back, then he, he's going to have a mountain to climb. I think if he if he's given a transfer window where he's given resources, then I'd keep him. But if he's not, then he's not the man for Arsenal. It is really dependent well, on I the situation. I, I wouldn't sack him. I don't. I don't see. I wouldn't. How, I wouldn't. I don't see how many managers can do much better than what he's doing. I I think that could be so like toxic at the moment yeah but i don't yeah. see sort of i don't you might what you'll get is you could bring in like a um name a manager they could bring in i don't know anyone um <laughs> allegra marco rose if he comes marco rose comes in they play well for six months this is what happens everyone goes oh we've got our arsenal back blah 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 and then the same happens again that and what's the point really yeah so, yeah, I, I can't see sort of... To be of... fair, though, I think Marco Rose would be a good appointment. I think that would be an inspired appointment as well. I really I think he'd do really, really well with Arsenal if he's given the funds and the budget. Well, he wouldn't be. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Also, and I think actually... Texas, it's going to have to take it with assurances, aren't they? The Arsenal, the Arsenal the Yeah, and I think he's actually... I think the Marco Rose thing... I've completely forgot. I'm pretty sure he's actually... Let me just research. I'm just researching as I, yeah, uh, I'm just researching as I speak. Yeah, I think he is moving to Dortmund. I don't no, he's already agreed to go to Dortmund from. Um, there you go. They've missed out on it. They're, they're going to have to keep but, up. But I, I was start thinking that he was just going to avoid that and just go to thing anywhere. Yeah. Like just leave there and go thingy anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's just evidence to suggest that they they have to keep Arteta now. There's. Unless there's a real top coach available this summer, there's there's no re- there's no reason to sack him. It wouldn't make sense. Yeah, Nagelsmann was never going to go there, though, was he? Probably like Nagelsmann has the choice of every club basically in world football that need. Yeah. He could he could go Real, Barca. Yeah, Real. yeah, he, he probably isn't. Why yeah, would he, he... Would pick Arsenal? I think I can see him in the Premier League, but not for a few years. I think he suits Premier League football as well, the way he plays. Yeah. I think he'd be a, I think he'd be a raging success. I think he will yeah. I think he will be a raging success at um, Bayern Munich as well. I agree. If, uh, if you look at what he's done with certain strikers, like I saw a stat the other day about all the strikers. We've gone a bit off topic here, but like he's he got the best out of Werner, the best like there's about ten strikers he got the best out of. Mm. Um uh, and I, I think Lewandowski is going to do numbers next year. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see anyway. Anyway, yeah. any more you want to add? <laughs> <laughs> no, good. Thanks for having me on again, Scott. Thank yeah, you. a little, little cute little short one. Yeah. Cute. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a fancy word, isn't it? Not really a fancy word, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, just maybe laugh. I, just hearing a Yorkshireman say that word, it's just, uh, I haven't heard it before, so. Thanks, for Made me laugh. Well, you won't be hearing it again, I don't think, to be honest. <laughs> but the podcast might not go up because of that word now. I'm joking. <laughs> it will, it will, but... Yeah, anyway, 
yeah, thanks for coming on, Mark. It's been a little, no worries. little thank short you chat, me. let's say. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and thank everyone for listening as usual, and I'll catch you on the next one. Bye for now.